0: Welcome to Two Pizza in a Podcast, where we will talk about child health from birth right away through to adolescence, dealing with issues of illness, development, and everything else that is of importance.
1: Hi everyone and welcome to Two Beads in a Podcast. This is episode 32 and we are just mopping up the last few symptoms that we think are quite important. And I say mopping up because today we're talking about...
0: Bleeding noses, so we'll mop that up, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're going to just summarize it into how we normally do it, so just an overview, Mm -hmm. the reasons why they can have a bleeding bleeding Mm -hmm. nose, the treatment and then the concerning features. Why do children have bleeding noses or the medical term is epistaxis why do they have epistaxis physiologically like in the nose you have a lining in the nose that covers all the blood vessels and that lining swells up in response to infection stuff and that's what makes your nose runny when you have an infection but sometimes that can get thin and thin or thin out over time and start exposing some blood vessels either veins or arteries and with any irritation that artery or vein can, or blood vessel, can burst. We often see that like with sinus infections, when things start swelling up, it can cause the nosebleed. When there's fever, because all those blood vessels get bigger, swell up because of the heat, they can push through that thin lining. and Yeah, so that's right. So, so,
0: so just like even on a hot day, if you look at your, your own ve- veins on your own hand. Where's your voice, Carl? So if you look on a really hot day, if you look at your own hand and you see how prominent the blood vessels are, the same thing is going to happen in the nose. And also in the nose, along the middle section of the nose called the septum, which divides the nose into left and right. Right in the front of it, just inside the nostril, the vessels there are always very, very prominent right against the the lining. So it's these prominent vessels that will pop uh, and then bleed because... It's very hot or they're very congested, or it's an infection, or they sneeze yeah, so then, so like that pressure of blowing your nose may start a little nosebleed. um but let's be honest, um the most common reason children bleed
1: is because they stick their fingers in their nose <laughs> you say foreign but foreign objects, the most common foreign object is your finger is your finger,
0: yeah, and why do they stick their finger in their nose because the elbow doesn't fit. <laughs> so that so that's and very often what that is. You'll wake up in the morning and there'll be some blood smeared on the on the pillow, uh, and very occasionally you'll have quite a bit of bleeding, and it's very really, and it's usually from one side. I think mm. that's important. Yes, the bleeding is generally from from one side. Then it's something's been shoved into the into the nose, like a finger or something. There may be something like a bead or something shoved up the nose. Mm. That doesn't generally cause bleeding unless except when it first goes in. Yeah. So, so I think that's the one thing that will cause bleeding. Mm-hmm. So we've spoken about infections like viruses and things or very bad hay fever that cause a lot of swelling and a lot of prominence of the vessel. Associated sneezing. Sneezing mm-hmm. because of that and then sticking something up your nose, uh, uh, like a finger in your nose. Um, and then the other thing I, we always have to think about, especially when parents arrive saying my child has repeated nosebleeds, is is there something that makes the child bleed easily? Mm. Is it sort of a bleeding disorder? There are a number of them. Um, and generally, you're not going to just have a bleeding nose, you're also going to have signs that you have easy bruising. Or there will be a, had been a history of bleeding in the family, so there will be a history of that. Mm. Or you would have done something like, when your tooth fell out, you're, you're, it would have bled quite a lot or you would have hurt yourself and bled a bit more than usual, or God forbid you would have had a operation like a tonsil taken out and would have bled more than usual. Mm. So those are the things that kind of give you the idea, and you can get that information by asking the questions, uh, is there potentially a bleeding problem in the family?
1: Yeah. And there are different signs and symptoms of a bleeding problem. So you have different parts of the body that help you your body clot your blood clot the one is called platelets and normally if there's two little platelets you can have little red dots over the of the skin and that's what we call petechia and those red dots don't blanch. so if you squeeze them you put your put your finger on them, they don't disappear hmm. clotting factors the things that are produced by the liver to help you form a, a like a stable clot Uh, they can also be deficient, and that's in your other diseases. Like hemophilia? Yes. Um, But then you bleed, eh? You bleed a lot. And that's big, 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 like joints and muscles and big areas. Uh, And
0: don't don't forget that people, they bruise easily. Yes. I think this is an important point. So very often you'll have a mom come and say, my child bruises easily. And when you examine the child, what you see is that wherever on the body – Bone is very close to skin, so like the front of your shins, on your elbows, down the bottom of your spine, around your knees, around your pelvis area. If you bump those, as children always do, because you look at their shins, they look like they've been through a, a, gauntlet. <laughs> a gauntlet, like a bad football match <laughs> with our shin guards on, then they're going to bruise there. And that generally is okay. The problem is when they bruise in places that are soft.
1: Or spontaneous.
0: Yes. So, in other words, by spontaneous, we mean that you can't go, oh, my child bumped himself that day. That's why the bruise is there. You look at it going, where did that bruise come from? Mm. Um, And that there there will be quite a few bruises, and they can be very small bruises. They can be very large bruises. So, it's them appearing without any obvious cause and appearing in areas where, like on your bum or on your tummy or on your upper arms, Mm -hmm. something like that where you don't expect them.
1: Yeah. So, then how do we treat a bleeding nose as is true for any bleeding in the body we need to put pressure on it to stop that bleeding to give the body time to form that clot in the nose we would normally suggest that you use packing so you put something up the nose to stop the bleeding if you if it's against that septum otherwise do you agree with pinching the top of your nose definitely. You okay. No, definitely
0: I think what's uh, yeah I do agree with that so Knee jerk response appears to be cold cloth in the forehead and put your head back mm. and the bleeding stops. Well, it doesn't. It just bleeds down the back of the throat and you're swallowing the blood. And then what happens mm. is the child vomits and now there's, oh, my goodness, there's blood in the vomit. Mm. And the two may not be connected. Uh, and so you think the child's bleeding from the tummy, but in fact, it swallowed blood. Mm. So putting your head back does nothing other than make the blood go backwards.
1: Yes.
0: Putting a cold compress on the forehead does absolutely nothing other than probably calm the child down. So the best way to do it is if you put your thumb and your forefinger of the same hand together like a pig, and you feel along the nose, starting from right up by the eyes, you'll feel the bony section of the nose. And as you come down towards the tip of the nose, you'll feel where the bony section ends, and the kind of skinny, the, the wobbly part starts. And you want to peg with your thumb and your forefinger Right on the edge of that bony part. So you're almost squashing the softy part up against the bony part. Because that's where the blood vessels are running inside the nose. And you need to squash it. How long do you squash it for? Well, blood, if you have a little cut on your skin and you leave it alone and leave it to bleed until it clots. In other words, you bleed until it stops bleeding. It takes about seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yeah. So that's what you need to do. And you need to hold it for seven minutes and it'll stop bleeding. Mm. And that'll work in almost all situations. Yeah.
1: Unless you have a, a bleed that's coming further back in the nose. Well, that's right. Exactly. But so, then, then you won't really, really have mm, blood coming out the front. You'll taste blood going <clears> down the back. Yeah. And those can actually be quite massive bleeds too.
0: So the important thing then is, now once, once you've stopped the bleeding, you're still going to have jelly-like blood in the nose, like the mm-hmm. clot's still there. And as horrible as it is and as uncomfortable as it is, you want to try and leave that alone for as long mm-hmm. as you can. Because the moment you wipe it or blow it, you're just going to disrupt the clot that's just starting to form. And it will bleed again. It's exactly like when you cut yourself when you're shaving. Whether well, it's then, on then your then face. Don't expect
1: two year year old to shave. No, no, no. But, but yes. I'm saying
0: for the parents. <laughs> like if, yeah. if the dads are shaving and they have a, a, a nick or if mums are shaving and they nick their skin. It bleeds like crazy and mm. for a long time. And you know that if you mess with it, once it stops bleeding, so it's stop bleeding again. Yeah. So it's the same thing in the nose. Leave mm. it for as long as you can Point to clot.
1: That's, okay. yeah. So then when do we need to be concerned about bleeding? If you cannot stop it, you your seven minutes, uh, or if it's a large, large, large amount and you are concerned that it's just way too much. Yeah. Uh, if the blood is going down the back you can't actually identify how much is being passed
0: if the so let's just i, I mean to just stop one second okay. because what we must remember is that when we're doing the pinching of the nose the head is forward over the basin
1: mm-hmm.
0: not lying backwards forward over the basin so you can see when the blood stops okay
1: yeah. good point okay and also uh, the recurrent or the frequent nose Yeah, the ones that come again and again, again and again. So, how? what would you say is too frequent? So, uh, yeah,
0: it, it's a, it, that's, that's a tricky difficult. one. That's yeah, a tricky one. <laughs> so, it's about, so I, I, I would honestly, if you have one massive bleed that has scared you and you have been, a, I would get it seen to, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, if it is small amount, so let's, let's say it's the child who's sticking the finger up the nose and yeah. six okay. or seven days down the line, you know, they I would have mm. that looked at too.
1: Mm. So um, there might be something out there that's also per- perpetuating
0: it. Well, that's right. You could have, a, there could be something shoved up the nose. Right. Or it could be like really bad um, hay fever, allergic rhinitis needs to be treated. Mm-hmm. Or it could be one of those very, very prominent blood vessels on that area I was talking about on the septum, which sometimes needs to be cauterized by the ENT surgeon. Mm. it's
1: like burning. Um, they just burn they that, just, that They just
0: vessel. burn that one blood vessel. So that's the point. I mean, you had got to treat it by... If it's just because of a viral infection, that will pass. If it's because of hay fever or allergic rhinitis, you'll need to treat that. If it's because there's a foreign body shoved up the nose, you can yeah. fix that. Mm. If it's because your child's picking the nose all the time or cut the fingernails, if or <laughs> <laughs> well, the fingers off, there they have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, if there is signs of other bruising, child must mm. be seen straight away. If it's just nosebleeds, we still look. For other ble- some bleeding problems, because there are some that are quite mild, that don't necessarily present with bruising and bleeding, but could be the cause of the nosebleeds. And the typical one is from what we call von Willebrand's disease, um, which is a familial thing.
1: Can I add one important sign? Hmm. Paleness.
0: Wow. Then you've really you, a, then you've really played a lot. Yes.
1: But okay. it's important. Okay. Or, or with recurrent bleeding, that you're just not keeping oh, sure. up with your blood <coughs> loss. Mm-hmm. You can't make enough blood. Yep. Then you're going to run into problems.
0: Yeah, but generally, it's a case of want of nosebleed, head over the basin, wipe away the blood, so you know where you're starting from, peg on the nose, give it a good seven minutes, and see where you go. Uh, and if that works, brilliant. If, that, if you're having to do that on a repeated basis over days or weeks, probably get it seen. If you're doing that and you can't control it, Ever seen.
1: It. I can see. I that's it. All right. If it's all never allowed you to. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Time. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. If you found this of value, please be sure to sign up to our email list at www.care4kids.co.za, and that's the numeral four, and subscribe in your favourite podcast app. Or follow us on Facebook.
1: At 2 Peter and a Podcast. At 2 Peter a Podcast. T-W-O, not the numerical two.
0: This is our disclaimer. The information we have given you in this podcast is our own personal professional opinion. We're giving it to you for your own information. Please don't use it to treat yourself or to treat anybody else. Rather, go and see your
1: own medical healthcare provider and follow their advice.